0: Hello, hello. I am super happy that you're here today. I'm sure you are curious about this topic. And while it is a little bit of a different topic for me, I'm hoping that I can shed some light on it. I am not doing this topic because I researched it and found articles and I just needed a topic. I am going to be talking about depression and anxiety today from my personal experience because the entire reason I am here today, the entire reason I am in the fitness and health industry is because of my own personal experience with depression and anxiety. So I have no shame about this, and I only have empathy for those who have dealt with it or are dealing with it, and they just feel alone. So, I hope that you can listen with an open heart today and maybe walk away with some thoughts to improve your life. This is also why I actually reached out to our show sponsor today. BetterHelp, because I wanted to give you some resources if this episode touched home for you. So BetterHelp is a fantastic online counseling platform. It's actually the largest online counseling platform worldwide, which is pretty awesome. They can help you with anything that you have going on at any time. You can have appointments with a licensed therapist at home, anywhere, just from your computer or phone or laptop, and it can be pretty discreet. They also have counselors that focus and specialize in stress, anxiety, relationships, parenting, depression, addictions, eating disorders, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, literally everything. They can do everything. So if you think that you need to reach out and talk to someone, BetterHelp is going to be a great option. And I will add a link for them in the show notes for today. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated, and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information, and you're busy, and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I have made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here and I hope you stay a while. Now before we get into how exercise can actually help with depression and anxiety, I want to first say that it is not a catch-all. While exercise can help stop and improve some symptoms of anxiety, there are different situations and sometimes seeking medical help is needed. I firmly believe that you should do what you can and then seek help, and there is nothing to be ashamed of. I've mentioned before many times on my social media and in the podcast that I have anxiety, and I have struggled with bouts of depression, and whether it's postpartum depression or clinical depression at any time, don't be scared to seek out help. While depression can be situational, environmental, it can also be genetic, sometimes it's simply an imbalance in the chemicals in our head. So let me be real honest and start this podcast with a story about my own personal family. When I was a little girl, probably around eight, and for a couple years, my mom became extremely depressed. At the time, we didn't know that was what was going on, but it was, and we know now in the aftermath. We lived in the suburbs of D.C., and my dad would leave for work. He's a nuclear engineer, so he would leave to go downtown to work at 5 a.m., and he would come home at 7, and he just said, my mom was just off. She wasn't herself. She wasn't happy, and he didn't know what to do. He said he would try to make dinner when he got home. And often we lived off hamburger helper and a frozen vegetable, and he mixed it up sometimes with tuner helper. But I'm pretty sure that's all my family ate for like three years. My dad simply said when I asked him about it that he didn't know what was going on, and he just knew something was wrong, but they just were trying to knuckle through and try to do things to help her feel better. He said one of the signs was she never laughed. My mom loves laughing. And she actually loves hearing people tell jokes and everything. And he said during this time, she just, she just wasn't herself. She was just down and she never left. He said the one thing that she loved to do was to bike ride along the Potomac River. So he said as often as they could, they would go on the C&O Canal on one of the banks of the Potomac River and they would bike all day. And my dad said he just took it one day at a time. And every day, it was just trying to get through one day to figure out how to make my mom feel better and get through having five little kids. When I asked my mom about this experience, she said that she just felt hopeless and empty and down, and she just couldn't shake it no matter what she did. She would try to stay busy, and she would do things, but she just couldn't shake the feeling. After a couple years of this, a woman from our church who my mom was really good friends with, her name was Alice Hemming, came to my parents and said, I think your wife is depressed. And that was scary for her. My mom said, she said, I hope I'm not overstepping my bounds, but I think that Julianne, which is my mom's name, I think that she's depressed and I I think she needs to see a doctor. My dad said he didn't even know that that was really a thing back then. And he said he felt like someone finally saw them and that she had thrown them a lifeline. She had changed everything for them. Once they realized that my mom did have clinical depression, she did go on medicine. And my dad said it was night and day. And he is forever thankful for that lifeline of someone seeking out and seeing them and seeing what they were struggling with. So while Alice was my parents' lifeline, let me be your lifeline and say, yes, try exercise and try the tips I say today, but don't be scared to seek more help if you need it. My point in sharing that story is to tell you that if your struggle is hard, if your struggle is beyond the tips that I'm going to give you today... Do not be scared to seek out help. You don't need to feel alone. There is nothing to be embarrassed of. In fact, you should, if anything, you should feel powerful that you are taking care of yourself and that you are going to get better after this. Seriously, therapy is really cool. So as I give you some tips to like hopefully improve some depression on your own, I want you to be aware of the tools you can have, but also be aware that sometimes you just need a little bit more for your situation. If your leg was broken, there is no way that you would go home and say, all right, I'm just going to let it heal on its own and it will get better. But oftentimes we do that with our mental health all the time. We just try to fight through it, fight through it, white knuckle it, pray it away, do whatever we can to make it go away. And it doesn't work that way. If you need to see a doctor, see a doctor. But today, what I'm really going to focus on is what we can do naturally to improve our anxiety and depression, and a huge piece of that is exercise, which is where I'm going to focus. So first, let me say that anxiety and depression are like sisters. While they are different, they also carry very many similarities. And with all that we've had going on over the last year, I feel like anxiety and depression have skyrocketed, and people are dealing with those so much more. Now, often we can help improve those symptoms just naturally and things on our own, which is really a big key piece of that is exercise. But first, I want to give you a couple of signs of depression and anxiety. And again, remember, pretty much almost all of these signs overlap. Some signs of depression are persistent sadness, anxiousness, an empty feeling or an empty mood, loss of interest in activities that you used to enjoy, including sex. Restlessness, crankiness, feelings of guilt or worthlessness or just hopelessness, struggle sleeping or maybe a change in your appetite, less energy and trouble concentrating. The signs of anxiety are pretty similar. They are feelings of being worried, agitation, irritability, restlessness, difficulty concentrating, trouble falling asleep and staying asleep, avoiding situations and panic attacks. So as you see, a lot of those overlap. A lot of times they kind of can go hand in hand, but again, sometimes people can have just anxiety or they can have just depression or they can have bouts of depression that are short term. It doesn't always have to be clinical depression, but they are really our sisters and they really are similar and both can be helped and improved with exercise. So does exercise honestly help your anxiety and depression? I am literally the number one advocate you will probably ever find of this, because this is why I started my career in this. When I was 19 years old, I went away to college, and at the end of my freshman semester, in the summer, I stayed for like a summer term, so a little bit longer than most people, I became severely depressed. I remember laying in my room on my little bed and staring at my ceiling fan for hours and just feeling terrible. I tried to shake the feeling. I didn't know what it was. And because my parents had had experience with this, my dad told me to get outside because he remembers that helped my mom and, you know, that we might need to get some extra help. But he pushed me to go outside and go on a walk because, remember, my mom liked bike rides. He said, go on a walk, go look at nature, go enjoy the beauty outside and just promise me that you'll go on a walk every day. So I listened to my dad and I started going on a walk and that walk turned into running and the running turned into showing up at a kickboxing class and kickboxing literally from the first kick, I was in love. It was like my jam. And for the first time in months, I felt alive. I felt powerful. And I'm so thankful for exercise for teaching me that. There are two things now that I do on a regular basis that remind me who I am and how powerful I am. And one of them for me personally is when I'm on my knees, I am reminded that I am a daughter of a king. And the other one is when I exercise because I am reminded that I am a fighter, that I can do anything and that it takes hard work, but I'm not going to give up. And I love that feeling. I love that sensation that exercise gives me, and it is real. I became a fitness instructor because of that. I changed my major to public health education because I wanted other people to see the beauty of health and exercise and how it made my life better. And at that point, it changed everything for me. I feel like it lifted my moods. I was able to do things better, and it just pulled me out of what I was experiencing. And ever since then, I have used exercise as a coping mechanism for my anxiety and for bouts of depression that still sometimes, you know, come on. So I have firsthand experience of how exercise honestly helps improve your mood and it can help with your mental health. Now, besides my firsthand experience, there's actually science that backs this up, which is like way better. (laughs) So first of all, when you exercise, you release the feel-good endorphins. Those endorphins are literally like natural cannabis-like brain chemicals. Those, along with other brain chemicals, can help enhance your sense of well-being, which can help improve your mood. Not only that, because those endorphins really are real and they help you feel good. They're like the feel-good ones. They also can help take your mind off your worries so you can get away from the cycle of negative thoughts that feed your depression and your anxiety. So for me, when I get into a spiral where I'm thinking something through with my anxiety, I just can't let it go. It just is like a leech and it's all I can think about. But if I... Leave So if I wake up in the morning and I feel stressed, if I can go into an open space by myself and I can start my kickboxing routine and I can start kicking and punching and breathing, it eases those worries. It eases that cycle. It releases those endorphins. And instantly my head is clear. I can think through things. I honestly get my best ideas when I'm doing kickboxing because I think it's so effective, like just exercise and clearing your mind and helping you feel powerful. It helps you feel like a fighter. I mean, even if you're not doing kickboxing, for a lot of people that's running or cycling or lifting weights, whatever it is, they all can help you clear your mind and feel in control, which is often what we don't feel when we're letting depression and anxiety take over is we feel a lack of control of our life and exercise can help us feel in charge. You can't think about those negative thoughts for me when I'm kickboxing because I'm thinking about the combo, or if I'm lifting weights, I'm counting my reps, or I'm thinking about my core breath in the movement to make sure I'm supporting my core properly. So I don't feel overwhelmed anymore. Even when I am working and I have a stressful situation with, you know, whatever's going on, you know, at work, oftentimes when I feel overwhelmed, I will walk away, step outside and go on a walk. In fact, I laugh some of my neighbors are my best friends, and they probably laugh because they see me literally <laughs> circling my street like three times in a row. And they're probably like, oh, yeah, Andrea's feeling stressed. <laughs> but I will just walk up and down my street and get some fresh air, and I'm moving my legs, and it always helps clear my mind. And sometimes that walk turns into a very brisk walk. When you exercise, it helps you sleep better, which You know, disturbed sleep is one of the signs of depression and anxiety as well. So if it makes you more tired at night so you can fall asleep better, that's also a win. So that's another reason why exercise is super helpful for anxiety and depression. Harvard Health published an article called The Exercise Effect, and I thought it was super good, and I'll link it in the notes. It talks about how high-intensity exercise helped release the body's feel-good chemicals called the endorphins that we talked about, resulting in the runner's high that joggers talk about. But most of us, and even for low-impact activities, there is a ton of sustained change and value over time. Low activity over time, they said, helps spur the release of proteins called neurotrophic or growth factors. These help cause nerves to grow and make connections. As these nerve cells grow and make connections, it allows the brain to function better, which makes you feel better. Something else that I think is pretty cool is neuroscientists have noticed that the hippocampus in the brain, that's the region of the brain that helps control your mood, that it is smaller for people who are depressed. But exercise supports nerve growth in this area of the hippocampus. So it's helping increase those and improving the nerve connection, which helps relieve depression. Like that is so cool. That's not even like a, hey, here's a runner's high. That's like No, literally, it is helping the nerves in your brain develop better and is going to to help improve your mood through the hippocampus to like help those cell connections. That is amazing when you think about it. As you guys also know, I love research. I love understanding the background of things. I feel like People just spit out information that makes no sense, and I I love research. So I found a killer article that I'm also going to link, and it basically talks about a bunch of different studies that have been done on exercise with different control groups and placebos and different activities, and it literally has a bunch of them in one article. So I'm going to link it, but I'm going to tell you about a couple of them. And this is in the National Institute of Health. They randomly assigned three different groups of people different activities. One of them had to just simply walk for 20 to 30 minutes a day, three times a week. The other one was added to a social group, and the other one was waitlisted for a controlled group. Everyone who they had in this study was depressed. And when they checked on these people a couple weeks later, the overall symptoms of depression was way more reduced for the group that was just walking over the other two groups, Another study in the same article talked about how they assign people a cycling class four times a week for 30 minutes for six weeks. So this is just a six-week test for people who are all depressed. The second group... They assigned audio tapes with white noise that was supposed to be subliminal assertiveness messages to help improve their depression. Six weeks in, the results came in, and the group on the anaerobic training program had way better results with a clear reduction in depression compared to the controlled group who was listening to the audio tapes. And mind you, they didn't know it was a placebo, but it obviously didn't work. And the people who were doing the exercise, it did work. In the same article, there are like so many different examples of this. It was so cool. They even went into like weight training and compared people who were doing weight training compared to people who weren't doing anything and how it helped with their depression. So exercise is real. It's not just me telling you it's going to feel good. There are studies upon studies saying how exercise can help improve your depression and your anxiety for the reasons that I talked about, A, in the brain, and B, also for things that aren't in your brain, but the emotional benefits, which we're going to get into now. For one, when you exercise, it does help you gain confidence. When you meet an exercise goal or a challenge, even small ones, it can honestly boost your self-esteem and your self-confidence. This is also why it is so important not to focus on the scale. It is so important to have some non-scale victories like doing a push-up, doing a pull-up, running a certain amount of distance, maybe doing a race or you know, doing an exercise class so many weeks, anything like that that's non-scale related because when you meet those goals, you're going to build confidence. You're going to build strength. And when you build strength, you feel better and you feel stronger and more empowered that your body is doing what it can and that it is doing things beyond what maybe you thought it could do. So one of the benefits of exercise is it helps you gain confidence and confidence can help with depression if you are feeling better about yourself. Another way is it creates social interaction. Exercise and physical activity can give you chances to socialize with other people or just, you know, exchange a friendly hello or greet people around the neighborhood. Or, you know, when I walk around the neighborhood, I talk to people who are outside. It just helps you be a little bit more social. This is especially huge for moms because I know a lot of times if you are a mom with little kids, all you do all day is little kids. You do a lot of little kids, you don't have a lot of social interactions. So it is a great idea to like, Join a mom group who goes on walks with strollers if your kids need to be there or meet the moms at the park and go on a walk or go to a fitness class, whatever you need to do for you. Even sometimes watching a video. I've literally done people's workout videos and I want to like high five the TV. (laughs) Like I'm like, oh yeah, oh, you can't see me, but I feel you. (laughs) But even those can make you feel like a camaraderie of the people who are doing it with you. So it does help you feel just a little bit more life. The next thing is, is honestly, it can help you learn to cope in a healthy way. Sometimes it is hard to manage depression and anxiety. And anything we can do that's positive to help us cope in a healthy way is going to be more effective than trying to feel better with drinking alcohol or dwelling on how you feel or with food or whatever is going on. Those feelings of hopelessness and anxiety, anytime you focus too much on those, it's going to make them worse. So getting busy, getting those endorphins going, keeping your mind busy on trying to do the combo or trying to count the reps or trying to think about your core or concentrating on the muscle you're working really distracts your mind and gets it somewhere else, which which can be effective and it's a healthy coping mechanism. I to this day use exercise almost weekly as a coping mechanism. If I'm feeling anxious, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, if I'm feeling discouraged, I will do some sort of exercise. I remember in college during finals week, I would feel stressed and I had a job and I was trying to figure things out. And this was ages ago. This is when I first got into fitness. I would go late at night to the fitness room and put in my headphones and work on a kickboxing routine that I wanted to teach. And I felt alive and calm and I would go home and I would sleep all that night and I would feel better the next day. So it is a healthy coping mechanism. I could have totally chose another avenue (laughs) in that moment to help cope. But having a healthy coping mechanism to deal with anxiety or depression or overwhelm is really effective. And exercise, honestly, is a killer one. Now here is a catch in this, which makes it tricky, is often when you're anxious or when you're depressed, The last thing you want to do is exercise. You're feeling down. You don't want to move. You don't want to think about anything else. But that's exactly why you have to give it a try. I ask my clients... And I ask of myself, and there are days when I wake up and I'm like, I do not want to exercise. Now, this is different than taking a rest day. As I mentioned in other podcasts, having a rest day is a fantastic thing. You do need this, but I'm talking about where you don't want to exercise because you're feeling so anxious or so depressed. In those moments, I always say, give it 10 minutes. Put on my shoes, start moving. And if I am not in the mood after 10 minutes, I can be done. And honestly, without fail, if I go to 10 minutes, the endorphins are going, I'm moving, the music's moving, and it's making me move like on the inside and the outside, and I just keep going. And it makes a huge difference. So if you're feeling like, I'm so beyond where I don't even want to move, I'm going to ask you, no. I take that back. I'm not asking you. I am going to challenge you to give it 10 minutes and move. Get a good playlist you like. Get a workout you like. I've talked about a soul workout before, a soulmate workout, something that you enjoy. You can't hate your workout every single day. Obviously, there's some workouts we do because they're good for our bodies, but there's some workouts that you need to do because they're good for your mind. And for me, I have different things I do that are good for my mind, and I do those on days where I'm feeling anxious, and they make a huge difference. So I want you to just set a timer and move. Normally, when someone is just feeling down or having like a bout of depression, this can be super effective. But if someone is clinically depressed, I know that this is honestly the hardest thing, but I promise you will not regret it. And honestly, even if it's not clinical depression, and it's simply a bout of depression because of stuff that you're struggling with and you're feeling down, then still move your body. With everything that's happened over this last year, I know a lot of people have struggled with that. And honestly, I do know what that's like to have bouts of depression and just feel down. For example, we literally spent our entire life savings on fertility treatments to have our twins. When I was seven months pregnant, we moved across the United States for a job. Mind you, we had no money left in the bank. We spent it all. Plus, we borrowed money to do those fertility treatments. At three months postpartum with twin three month olds, my husband was laid off, and we came back home with our tail between our legs and were on state aid for two years. So basically, that's food stamps trying to fix the situation and claw our way out. So when I say I know what it's like to struggle with the situation and feel down and discouraged, I mean it when I say that. I know discouragement is very real, and I know it. And I know sometimes it happens and you can't even pinpoint. Like while I gave you an example that was a little bit more extreme, sometimes people just feel discouraged and down and they can't even pinpoint it. And they feel silly, but there's no reason to feel silly. It's, it just happens, and that's okay. And I'm going to challenge you, no matter if you can pinpoint the situation or you think it's, you know, chemical or you think it's genetic or you think it's environmental or situational, to move your body. Because while it is not a cure-all, it definitely helps. Today, I can honestly say that I exercise just as much for my mental health as my physical health. I use the tools in my tool belt to help me cope healthily. And I appreciate those tools, but I also understand that sometimes those tools in the tool belt are not strong enough. For my mom, as I said, my dad said she felt alive and she was herself when she was riding her bike on the canal with him. He said that was when she felt best and she felt good. And that makes sense to me as I've done research and as I've grown in this field myself because of the reasons I've explained to you. But even with that, she did need extra help, and I'm sure glad she got it. So if you need more tools in your tool belt besides exercise, besides staying busy, besides deep breaths, besides those things, don't be scared to reach out for that extra help. I simply want to encourage you, no matter what you are going through, no matter what anxious feelings you have, or maybe just you know a situation you're going through, or maybe it's more of a clinical issue, I want to encourage you to move your body try to be consistent. Give it 10 minutes. Don't be crazy. You know, you don't have to do something crazy to exercise, but just even start with a simple walk. As I told you, a simple walk for me changed everything. I didn't come out of my apartment that day when I told you I was 19 and depressed. I didn't come out running, sprinting. I literally went on a casual walk. And then I would increase that and I increased that and it changed everything for me. So I want to challenge you just to move your body in a fashion that you can manage. I love you. I mean it. I hope this podcast was helpful. This is an episode that was very close to my heart. And I hope you found it useful for you and that you're not scared to seek help if you need it, but that you also are willing to move your body. If it was helpful, I really appreciate when you share it on social media. It makes a huge difference because we can spread the word and help more people learn and to be positive and happy about their health. And it doesn't always have to be based on your looks. It should be a physical thing, a mental thing. So please share it. If you do not subscribe, don't forget to go to subscribe and click subscribe. And I always love reading your reviews. Never forget to write a review. I love reading them and it's always so helpful. All right, guys, that's it for this week. Don't forget, move your body.